Hello Therapy Works listeners. I really hope you enjoyed season three of the podcast. And if you happen to be tuning in for the first time, I do recommend that you go back and listen to the amazing conversations I've had with my wonderful other guests. I do believe that these conversations are universal and resonate with everyone on some level. Whilst we're in between seasons and taking a little summer break, I wanted to answer some questions about therapy that I get asked on a daily basis. As you all seem to be loving the segment with my psychotherapist daughters, I've asked Emily and Sophie to come and give me some of the answers to your questions too. And I do hope that you find these mini episodes useful. Have a good summer. So a question that we thought would be useful to answer for you is, when do you know that it's a time for you to seek therapy? So do you have any thoughts? When you want to. <laughs> I think <laughs> that there's sort of not like some special threshold or test for legitimacy of when you feel that you need therapy, whether it's enough. I think if you feel like you would like to seek support, that really is the most important judgment call to make. I think I've had quite a few clients in my time who've sometimes struggled with the legitimacy of whether they deserve to be there or whether they have the right to seek support. And I think my advice would be, you know, what you don't really want to do is wait to when you're in real true crisis and only then allow yourself to seek the support that you need. It's always, if possible, better to get support before you reach your crisis. Because all the research shows that early intervention, you have much better outcomes. It's much harder to come back from a real crisis than it is to deal with the first signs of distress or discomfort or issues that are bothering and worrying you. Some things do just resolve themselves, but often things just keep going and keep on building while you're not facing them. And often also when you're at crisis, you have fewer resources to support yourself at the time. So, it, you know, obviously if that happens, it's what happens or if something blindsides us. I thought the other thing is often with clients that they come at the point, point when there's sort of old coping strategies for life are no longer working. So that might be because something's mm -hmm. happened that's overwhelmed them or there's a cumulative experience over time that just really isn't working anymore, how they're relating to their life. And that's often the moment when they seek help. I think I have sort of two differing outlooks. And one is like when I felt like I've needed therapy for myself. And I think for me, that has been both at points of real unhappiness that it has felt slightly crisis-like, to be honest. And actually, you know, it's a sort of a lifeline. And then there's been other parts of my life where, you know, I've, I've had it in like a relationship sense where I've tried to work out like, okay, in this relationship, I'm not sure I'm feeling okay, but I can't work out whether that's the relationship or whether that's like my shit, essentially, like being played out in the relationship. And I don't want to sabotage something because it's really things that I need to sort out within me rather than something externally. So I sort of feel like I've used therapy for both big things and specific things. The other sort of lens I have around when to seek therapy is from a sort of professional perspective. And often I have parents who are like, I'm not sure whether my child needs therapy or not and like would therapy be suitable for them and I guess when you're a parent seeking therapy for your child it's actually sort of a more 
complicated thing because when your child is young, you're sort of trying to work out like, is this normal? Is this just going to be okay? Or do they need some help? And then sometimes you have parents with teenagers and teenagers don't want to come to therapy, but the parent feels like they need therapy. And so then you kind of have a whole different level of complexities. But I think probably the same general rules apply that with your child, I think parents know their children really, really well. And I think most parents have a sort of gut instinct around, you know, actually something that this is something I've noticed for a while. And I just think that I'd really would like them to get some help to figure it out or for us as a family to figure out how to manage these different things. Or actually, I've really noticed this has become really un- unmanageable. And we need some extra help. What do you do um, when you're talking to parents who want their child to go to therapy and feel like they need it, but the, the adolescent doesn't want to go? Yeah, there's not really a one fits all because it also sort of depends on, I guess, the sort of acuteness, the like mm. level of them not wanting to come. What I do quite often is if they're sort of okay, just like turning up, like if you get to that point, then I just keep the horizons really short and say like, why don't we meet for three or four sessions and then think again? And I also think it's really about acknowledging to them, I think that like, how does it feel for you to be here? Because my understanding is this is really more your mum's idea, your dad's idea than your idea. Like exploring mm. that of like, what's it like to be somewhere? And maybe you don't think there's anything wrong, but if there was things that you wanted help with, what would those be? That's nice. nice. I think there's nothing worse than being sent to therapy, is there? Like being right. told either by your friends or your parents or your partner, like you need therapy. That will probably be the single thing that will put you off going to mm-hmm. get therapy, even if you really need it. It sounds like a criticism, like got to sort There's something wrong out. with you. There's something yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. Often therapy is literally just giving a person the space and the opportunity to look at themselves with someone who is outside their life to give them a different perspective on themselves. And even letting yourself try that out, as Em says, for one to four sessions, like keep the bar low, can give you insight that really is very powerful, even life-changing. The other thing that I feel very strongly about, and I don't know what to do about, is that 80% of people go to therapy and 80% of therapists are women. And so few men go. I think younger men are beginning to. In that question, you know, when is the right time for me to get therapy? Men aren't asking themselves that question. Or their answer is, it's weakness, or I have to be mad to get therapy, or I don't want to see what's under the bonnet because it scares me. I'd be really curious if you broke down those percentages by demographic around age because I am 40 and Mm -hmm. I know quite a lot of men who go to therapy or have had therapy but I'd be curious as to whether that is true university or whether that is really true of people who are older I mean certainly with very true of people who are older definitely but but with children and young people that is not true I don't think it's not my experience I I I would say um like in my case, so just probably 50-50, often actually boys end up in therapy more than girls because boys often present with more externalizing behaviors and girls internalize often. 
So my thing would always be sooner rather than later, early intervention, you're going to have better outcomes. Mine would be that you don't have to have evidence or some kind of massive crisis to give yourself the value of going to talk to somebody about what's going on internally. I don't know if it's the word is validation or permission that I can change and that I can find a better way of living my life given who I am and the circumstances I'm in. There's lots of sort of feedback loops that go into it, isn't there? Well, what's the point? Because this has happened and I can't change that and lack of trust in their capacity to change. And also I think that allowing yourself to believe that you're of value enough, Mm. that that your problems are as... Legitimate. As legitimate. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. As anybody else's. I'd also like to put a big vote in for group therapy because I think group therapy can be hugely helpful. Cheaper. It's actually more affordable. Mm. Whether that's... So hard to find though. It is much harder to find than it should be. But even within AA, if if any of your needs would fall within the... AA groups, not group therapy as such, but it is therapeutic. That mm. can be a good place to start. And that's not just for those who might not know, there's AA, there's NA, there's OA, different groups that they run. Often there's local bereavement groups. It can be supportive and obviously online groups, mm. which is not probably quite the same, but it's another more accessible, more affordable form of getting therapeutic support. And there's mental health mates and there's meetups. There's lots of, of groups, actually, if you really put your mind to it. And that might be a good way in to start with, to sort of see what that's like. There obviously is a lot more that we could say, but we hope it's helpful and a, a way to begin to help you think for yourself, when is the right time therapy for me? Do ask us questions and we will kind of think about them and, and maybe answer them in the future. We're going to sign off for now. Thank you for listening. tell you about a podcast that I love and honestly I wish I'd been around when my children were younger. The Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in this world of pressure, judgment and comparison. Host Zoe Blasky is the UK's leading motherhood coach and I love her kind, wise and empathetic approach to the challenges mothers face today. Every week, she speaks to an incredible expert, such as Gabor Maté, Dr. Julie Smith, and me, to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Just search Mother Kind.